Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. Uh, it is episode 86 of season three. Your host, Smiley, with you once again with Van and Shy. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Are you ready to talk about what you've been up to? What discs are in your drives? I haven't done one of these I haven't in a little done while. A lot of research. On what you've been doing. Discs? <laughs> what are those? Ancient technology. Everything's direct to download now. Oh, I have my reflective uh, glasses on. Nerd. We can see ourselves in your eyes. Don't nerd shame me. <laughs> no, nerd is a compliment. Don't you know that? Yeah, that's true. It's Mark Pride. Um, all right, yeah. So we're going to talk today about kind of what we've been up to, games we've been playing, things we've been doing, that sort of thing. Just kind of a check in on the lives of Smiley Van and and uh, Shy, if that's something you're excited for. And before we get to that, of course, we like to do the question of the day here on the Focus Target Podcast. Today's question of the day, hearkening back to our discussion of the Final Fantasy VII remake last week. Um, you know, we, we talked in depth about how great of a job they did with that remake. Uh, it really kind of exceeded a lot of our expectations. Uh, and, you know, the expectations were already very high. So, you know, if you could see another Final Fantasy in the in the Final Fantasy series receive a similar remake, I'd say let's... let's um, I mean, I think Final Fantasy XI is a little bit out of scope because that's kind of a different type of game. So, um, I mean, if you want to talk about Final Fantasy XI, be my guess. But uh, I'm more interested in the actual, you know single player final fantasy series games which of those which final fantasy in the series would you most like to see get a final fantasy 7 title type type of complete like remake and remaster the way the way they did to 7 i'll start with van today van what uh what's what's the number one on your list so i was gonna put uh final fantasy 11 but you ruined it so i, I can't do everything. that anymore so i might as well just end the podcast here i think all right we're done Rabbit. <laughs> you can find us at the Twitter. <laughs> you want to do the outro? Go ahead. Nice. Um, <clears throat> I, I think... So, I've only played 7 on through, and then only parts of 13 and 15. And then, so I guess 14 would be out of question, too, for the same reasons that 11's out, obviously. Yeah. But I would say out of all the games that I have played, um, the second most memorable game to me would be final fantasy 10 hmm. just character wise and everything i i liked eight i liked nine but for some reason 10 i don't know why it's just a bigger part of my memory than than those other games i guess i was a little bit older too but um 10 just because all the characters the graphics would be amazing i know there were really cool places you used to visit <laughs> um and all that fun stuff so i think i think 10 would probably be really awesome that would be fantastic because the two things that I think that 10 could really benefit from a remake like this and 10 probably is one of the games that has a higher chance of actually having that happen because it is very popular both here in the States and in Japan. Um, it's kind of one of their flagship ones along with seven. Um, I'd say, I'd say seven, 10 and 13 are probably the most like mainstream of the final fantasy games. In my opinion, you think 13 but, is more than 12? Yes, absolutely. I do. Huh? All right. Um, I just remember some beautiful areas in there, like the well, yeah, but one, and... one of the problems with ten though was I felt like it was very linear in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the areas were cool, but they were just kind of like a straight windy path, and like 
like think about how they could if they could take some of those areas and really flesh them out and expand yep. them and give you some exploration, yep. add mm-hmm. some stuff like that. And of course, Blitzball, like giving us like a deeper oh, dive and like just expanding it. Like now, I would love a, a Final Fantasy X remake. That's a fabulous choice. Shy, what about you? Well, thank you for going for me next because I'm going to tag off a van here. Um, first yeah, of all, buddy. my biggest concern is that 10 already had a remaster, so like I'm it worried did, yes. that that like would be one thing against the chance of it. Yeah. Of it when um, it already did look pretty good, it lo- in I think the, like it's it not hasn't like it aged terrible... super well. I, I would say. I mean, well, it was terrible. it was well, early PS2. Was pretty decent. I mean, the thing about remaster though is it sharpens edges, right? It doesn't really like make the characters right. look better, and so I think like sometimes remasters can actually almost enhance like some of the blockiness or like where things. Um, so I don't know. Was it a remaster for like the PS3 and the Vita? Not even the Vita. No, yeah, I think, think it, it did Vita. come out when yeah, but but it's oh. now made its way to all the platforms. It's, you can get it on Switch. You can right. get it on PC. You can like get it anywhere now. My tag on that, and I think this would actually make for a great partnership because I think they could start with 10, have the engine built for the remake, and then they could just move right on into 10 too. And that would be mine. Um, <laughs> as a lifelong fan of Pain, as some of our, you know, as my podcast yes. hosts know, um, but also maybe other people, I don't know. But uh, I think 10 2 is. The character Pain, not yeah. the <laughs> <Well>, Sometimes <laughs> I wonder. I don't know. With all the, <laughs> maybe with, both. Uh, all the, I don't know. Um, the, uh, I want to see Riku in high def. I want to see them do to Riku what they did to Tifa. 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 To Red Thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think Smiley, get hold of your podcaster. The thing that I would like about that is like I feel like Ten Two is such an underrated game, and I think and and not really and definitely not a perfect game by any means. I think I think we can all agree Ten was a really good nice um i think you know 10 10 was a really good game i think most people can agree it had its flaws but it's a really good game i think 10 2 had some really cool systems i think one thing about 10 2 like the dress sphere system as much at, like crap as that gets and it being girly I like see whatever like it's it's a cool it's a job system which a lot of final fantasies have but i don't i mean 10 kind of had something like that with the with the sphere grid and like being able to get abilities but like 10 2 like you actually like change jobs on the fly and there was like cha- combat chaining which i thought felt really clunky i think they could clean the game up a lot um and i think if they did a 10 remaster following up with a 10 2 remaster they could probably even clean up like some narrative stuff as well and really uh kind of clean that all up i think it'd be really cool also i just want to I want to do one last disclaimer uh, because I think Van made a good point, like kind of saying what he'd played just for our, our viewers. I've only ever played anything 10 and up. And so like, I'm sure there's some, I know like a smiley's talked about like four and six and some other games that sound amazing. I've just never touched them. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was tempted to pick either four or six um, really not as much for my benefit as for yours. Because I thought, you know, you guys will probably never play either of those games, and that's a shame. Especially six, I think, uh, could would be a cool remaster. Although that game is very long as well, and so it'd be interesting to see how they did that. But um, six has some really memorable characters, and one of the things about six that was sad is that, like, not sad, but like there were a lot. You had a lot of big party, and I think they just didn't have the space to really flesh everybody out, like dialogue wise and stuff. Like they they did a good job with it, but. I feel like a remaster, you could really get a little bit more into each character, and I think that would be really fun. But um, but my pick, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning. I, I think maybe if you guys uh, have heard me say on the podcast that on our Minecraft server, I've spent innumerable hours of my life 
um, painstakingly recreating locations from the original Final Fantasy mm -hmm. because I thought it would be cool to see them in like ma like made in three dimensions and be able to walk through some of these like cool iconic places like the Mirage Tower and the Earth Cave and and even like the city of Canaria I, I created like pixel for pixel in Minecraft because it's you know with an eight bit game it's a little bit easier to do that than uh, some others and um, so I think I would I would love to see them take the original Final Fantasy uh, the one that started all and like it's not like like it had a very simple system. It was very Dungeons and Dragons based. Like you can see a lot of D and D mechanics that were present in that game that they then kind of went away from to kind of make their own thing as you got into the later games. But um, like, there's just a lot of cool places. Like I would love to see them really take that, the core of that game and, and kind of turn it into something different. Um, I, I think that's the one I would pick is the original Final Fantasy. All right, well, you know, if you, our kind viewers, have uh, an opinion, you know, which Final Fantasy would you like to see remastered? Which would you like us to play if, you know, if you could pick one for us to remaster and, and check out? Um, you know, we'd love to hear from you if you have feedback. We will share our contact information at the end of the show, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you about that. So, disc in the drive. Um, it's time. Let's start today with Shy. And then Van and I can steal all the air from the room for the next like forty five minutes. Try not to do the rest of the hour. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's give Shy a turn first before think, we go. We go off on our combined one. Do you think you guys have enough time to talk about the game you want to talk about? I mean, or, think, sure or, or do you we'll think you'll like be able to fill up, you know, enough like enough time? You don't think we'll run short? Oh, right. like yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we might have to stretch out dialogue a little bit. So am I going through like everything I've been doing or, or just hit on no, something? And then, all right. We'll, I didn't know. We'll it's, we'll it sounded like maybe I had like five minutes and then like you guys no, were gone no. for 55. So I just wanted to, I wanted to check. <laughs> it's not not a show. It's literally going to be like maybe 20 right. minutes tops. All right. Oh yeah. my gosh. So, we'll be all right. so, uh, so get a book to read or something. Well, that's 10 um, and 10. All right. It's 10 and 10. Nice. And then you're doing 10. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, uh, I had been playing through Persona 5 again, having uh, gotten a PlayStation 5. Yeah, so there's a yeah, oh. there's a there's a there's a disclaimer here. I don't know. You know, we had a conversation last week in Final Fantasy VII about that. I you know the concept of do you know do JRPGs have a point in them where people maybe tend to quit? Like maybe you hit a point a burnout point, like where you're just kind of fatigued with the game. You're kind of like, when is it going to end? And I think I may have hit that again in Persona Five. And sadly enough, I think it's the exact same place I hit it the first time oh. I played through and I wonder if like I'd be curious I kind of want to just go on the reddit and like ask a question and see like if I can get other opinions of like do have other players did other players run into the same thing like <clears throat> I wonder if a lot of these games have like points that like players hit kind of a wall and for me it's a uh, I don't want to get into spoilers but it's I don't know. I don't really want to get into spoilers. So, like, I could talk to you about Smiley later. You, you would know what I'm talking about. But, okay. yeah, I mean, it's like I think both times I've gotten, like, 50 to 60 hours into the game and totally enjoying it. But then I hit just hit, kind of, like, just burn out. And it's just like, it's just like, all right, I kind of want kind of want some resolution or I kind of, like, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, that uh, that has not really not really played a lot of Persona 5 the last, last couple weeks, I think, unfortunately, that is probably you know who knows maybe in a couple of years it'll be like third third time's the charm start from scratch but yeah it's funny <laughs> like i've definitely had that with a couple of games and sometimes it's worked out for me and sometimes it hasn't like i think of like with legend of dragoon i would always kind of get to the third disc and fizzle out and then one time i decided like this time i'm gonna beat this game like it's just gonna happen and i pushed through it <laughs> and i went all the way through to the end and i beat it without without any trouble but with Final Fantasy 12 
I did the same thing. Like I would always get to like kind of when you'd first go to, I forget whatever the other big city that you were at war with at the beginning was Arc Arc Archage Ar- Arcadia Arcanon, or Arcadia, Arcadia like that? whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, the I first time I go there, I would always get there and then I would fizzle out for some reason. I think like I don't know what it was about that, but when I played the remaster, I pushed through that. I really wanted to like really get past it, and I did, and I went considerably farther. Like I got another probably twenty hours in. But then I still fizzled out later on, and I still never finished it. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I can't tell you just, oh, just push through a little yeah. bit, and you'll definitely get through it, because sometimes you don't, <clears throat> you know. Uh, so, like, it's super sad to admit <clears throat> this, because <clears throat> Legend of Zelda, um, <laughs> Link to the Past, is, like, Link one of my favorite past. games I've ever played in my life, yeah. ever. And I was talking to my brother, and he says that, that that was one of his top like five games ever also until he played breath of the wild. And he mm-hmm. says that game genuinely took that spot away in his whole like life of playing video games. Right. And Fair enough. where the correlation is, is that I've played breath of the wild, probably 90 hours or so. And that's three, three, three replays at mm-hmm. 30 hours. And I just have not beaten it. I just really? don't. Yeah. I don't know why I keep fizzling out roughly within you know five six hours of the same spot last time and i tried it just most recently like just a month ago and i'm like okay i haven't played this game in like two years right and i sure enough i started it and it's super fun in the beginning and then for some reason i just fizzled out and i and i don't get it i don't know what it is because by all technical measurements and reviews and everything it's supposed to be one of the greatest games in the world ever like ever of all times and yet i don't doesn't keep my attention it's just bonk Mm. Like, it's just bonkers to me. And open world Sometimes. games are your jam. I mean, like, you platinum yeah. Far Cry sure. 4. RPG? And like, yeah, yeah you know, dude. Zelda. Takes yeah. all the boxes. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Yeah, exactly. That That's the other thing. Some games. I feel that way about Final Fantasy IX. Um, I love Final Fantasy IX. I like that. I really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, I every time I play it, it's the exact, it really resonated with me when you said that. Because it's like, I start playing it again, and I'm like, why did I stop playing this? This is awesome. Like I love the yeah, game. It's right. so great. And then, but I I can't get out of the third disc on that one. Like I as soon as it opens up, like I just it's happened so many times, and I and I want to, but like I don't know. I don't have an explanation. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Shy. This time, oh, go ahead. I, I genuinely think what killed it this time was getting the PlayStation Five because oh, yeah. I was I was in the middle of that tear. And yeah, then I got the then, PS5, and I was like, okay, let's push you aside a little bit, one, Mr. Switch. One thing I've learned that has helped me finish some games is it's hard not to start over when you come back to it after a long time. Yes. Like, you yeah. want to start fresh. Especially but like, me. That's what I do. Like you, <laughs> really, you really man. <laughs> starting new yeah, characters and MMOs. Games. That's my favorite thing. Uh, yeah. So true. But if you want to actually finish it, like, there's been a number of times where I've come back to a game more recently and my tendency is like i'm just gonna start over and then i'm like no i'm mm. gonna pick up where i left off and it's gonna there's gonna be some struggle i'm gonna there's gonna be a, a little period where i'm like i need to figure out what to like one time i even had to pick up uh i had to like go to game facts mm. and figure out like okay what let me like let me find out what i've done and try to like figure yeah. out because I, I could not figure out where to go and i was like but i'm gonna find out like what did i last do and i'm gonna pick it up and just go from there so yeah. I know what to do next. And and it worked for me. Like, I was able to actually get through. I did that with uh, Suikoden when I was playing through the Suikoden series. Yeah. And, like, I was like, I really just want to finish this game. 
because I'd never beaten it. And I'm not going to start over because it's too damn long of a game. Like, it just is. Um, I think so that's that. good. And that seems like a really interesting idea, especially in, like, my case where, like, I'm, like the thing is it's just like I'm getting tired of the game, kind of. That's the thing. Yeah. And so, like, I could see if you could stomach it. Like, it would feel – you'd come back at that point and it would feel fresh all of a sudden and that would probably help you get over the hump. It's just like yes. you said, like, maybe, like, in my case with Persona. Out back there. Yeah, right? I might need to watch, like, a story recap. I'm sure people have those on YouTube where, like, they put the cutscenes together and just, like, skip through it and get remind myself what was going on. But, yeah, there yeah, you go. Another point, so, to, no. another point to make is that, you know, like, one of the reasons I don't like restarting a game that I've been playing for a long time is, like you said, it's it's a struggle – you're not comfortable with it. Nothing's fluid anymore. Your muscle memory is not there and your digits and all that stuff. And it just feels clunky and bad and not enjoyable. But you're 30 hours into this game. You're probably going to get comfortable in way fewer hours than 30. You're going to get comfortable than again in maybe five, yeah. six, seven, eight, eight hours, maybe tops. Yeah. But then you just save yourself 22 hours. You're back to where you are and keep going. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a yeah. shot next time. Yeah. Probably you won't. You like nope, starting. I'm going to start ultra. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like myself. Well, I am sorry to hear that, though, Shy, because I do think it's got a kind of a cool ending, and, and I hope one day you'll get to see it. Um, so wait, what is Persona 5? You said you're playing it, but you didn't give us much of... Yeah, I guess you're not super familiar with the Persona well, games, are you, time, man? Like, no. I, there, it's it's part of a... I don't know if you, what you would even call it, Smiley, maybe a universe called Shin Megami Tensei? Would that would you think a universe would make more sense? It's, uh, yeah. it's like a devil hunter, or like, it very much like it deals with a mystical, occultic, spiritual, like, kind of themes. It's this whole, like, universe of games, so they've had, like dozens of jrpgs like titles and i actually got exposed to the series back when i was in college me and my roommate rido we they had a the game i was super excited you guys that was coming out that i thought was a switch exclusive now apparently it's coming out to all platforms i guess or something like that all consoles but uh um shimigami tensei 3 we were we played that back in the day and then like just um they have the persona series they have whatever and they're just very traditional JRPGs, but with like monster collecting and combining mechanics and just like the Persona series specifically are always are like high school students. And so you're like the game basically revolves around like dungeon crawling, but also like social life management as well. Like working a part time job or like, you know, helping out, you know, friends and building allies in the real world. But then so it, I don't know. They're, they're cool. Games. I've, 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 it's funny that you say what the hell's Persona because I've talked to you about Persona <laughs> on multiple occasions. I think right. it, I think it's a game you would like. You love Pokemon, and there's kind of a Pokemon aspect. That I think it's awesome. better. Like <laughs> they, you like you game. like life simulator games because I know you've played a lot of those, and like it's really an awesome combining of the two. Like I've I think I know I've talked about Persona Three as one of the games I've logged the most hours on in yeah. probably like single player games like. Because I've played all the way through a hundred hour game multiple times. Is it on PS5? Is it on Switch? It's on uh, Switch. Five is on PS5. On I think it's not. Isn't didn't, didn't no, the Switch think, version come out? I don't think Persona, Persona 5 is on anything but PlayStation. I don't think. Okay, mm. maybe right. But I think God. some of the older, like Persona 4 Golden, just came to Switch Steam. Oh, um, man, I, I I could totally see that being a game that you could restart several times. I think. Nice, I love it. <laughs> All right, yeah. that's Persona Five. Let's uh, let's hear about this mega dual host episode game that uh, guys are. Dude, I just gotta say, like, kudos to Coffee Stain. Like, they are just knocking it out of the park as far as like a game developer that really went under my radar for so long. And like, the next games I want to play have all been like Coffee Stain by accident, not by intent. Um, I'm sure there's some laws of just commonality there from people playing games or whatnot but like for example we went from deep rock galactic which is coffee stain 
when I fired up Valheim, I didn't even know it was coffee stain until I saw the splash screen in the beginning. And then I was just watching the next game that I want to play satisfactory. I was just watching videos on that. And sure enough, coffee stain splash screen right up in the front. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was a coffee stain either, game either. So just want to start with kudos to those people. They're killing it. Are they the developer or the publisher? I think they're the devs. All right. That's a lot of games but to push out sure. in a short period of time. Yeah. All right. Well, while Van's looking that up, um, yeah, we've been playing Valheim, um, which is kind of uh, Minecrafty, um, Norse mythology, Daisy-esque type survival game. You're basically a uh, a Viking who has died in the service of Odin, and so you have gone down to this like purgatory-ish place called Valheim, the tenth realm of the nine realms and um you know you basically are now having to prove your worth to odin so that you can rise again as a as a valkyrie and so you start basically naked and alone in the forest as as many of these games do and you know you kind of got to punch trees get wood you know kind of that kind of stuff and you know there's enemies that you know are there and you gather resources you make shelter you get food you hunt food you eat you make tools, you make weapons. Um, it's very linear progression. Um, there's actual bosses that you have to take down. And as you conquer each boss, it unlocks new craftables and unlockables and kind of new tiers. You kind of move through ages where like when you first start, you're kind of a stone age technology. Once you beat the first boss, you kind of move into the bronze age, uh, then into the iron age and the silver age and, now what are we gonna be dark metal age i think in the uh, going up after the fifth boss now yeah fan, but um black metal age black metal yeah baby uh, metal baby metal age <laughs> uh, what it is. i think that's a different kind of metal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um yeah i mean it, it's good it, it's got a, it's one of those games too where it, like i mean it's very well paced i think like a number of times right when i'm starting to kind of lose interest we unlock the next tier of stuff and I get really powered up again. Or, you know, you start being able to build something new, like start first, you only can build with wood and then you can build with stone and make a lot more stuff. And um, one of the cool things I think about is the building mechanics are, they take physics into account. So unlike in Minecraft where you can just build like ridiculous things, like basically, if you want, yeah, like everything that you build has to be supported. So if you just like put a, unsupported piece of wood it's just going to crumble like mm. you have to th you actually have to make architecture that makes sense which is pretty fulfilling it can be a pain but it's also kind of fulfilling and makes you make stuff that actually looks pretty cool and not just like square box houses sometimes you know <laughs> like yeah with giant roof with no support yeah, but just right. ceiling yeah. like yeah so so uh coffee stain is the publisher so nice. they're not they're not the devs but apparently they have a very keen eye for what's going to be a pretty dang good game so yeah. kudos to them that makes more sense that's kind of what i was thinking it would probably be but yeah because there'd be a lot of irons in three games back yeah. i was wondering that too i was yeah. like how many teams do they have if they're right. like this is the pre-alpha <laughs> this one just released this one like yeah crazy so but yeah, now, well, i mean go ahead second man, second to to everything that, that that Smiley's been talking about, it it really feels like a mix between you have the the building, like just straight up sandbox feel of Minecraft, where you can create the world kind of how you want. There's a little bit of terraforming that requires a bit of effort, um, and then it has a splash of DayZ too, where there's survival in it, like big time survival. 
Um, you could do PvP, a PvP realm, but we have our, our PvP turned off. Um, so I can imagine, like, I'm, I'm guarantee there's got to be thousands of other realms out there that are, like, PvP only. So you log in, you got to build your fortress, get your weapons up, whatever you got to do. And you can mm -hmm. just straight up PvP each other, take their items, keep your items, all that stuff. It, it'd be pretty interesting to see how yeah, that goes. I think, I think there's 10... 10, 10 is the max server size, but you might even be able to expand that with some of the mods. Yeah, with some um, of the mods and whatnot. So yeah, so but it just feels really well done, like Smiley was saying. The progression feels right. Um, just as you're about to lose interest with something, like something else will spark your interest, or you have a new idea that will just occupy your time for hours on end. Just like, not unlike Minecraft, where you get an idea to build something pretty sizable, right? And then like to make you can either like grind through building XYZ or you can make something that will assist you in building this. So then you got to gather materials to make this. And then by the time, you know, you're, you're thinking of fleshing out this whole plan, you're still like four steps behind of even starting. And then you got to go out and start gathering materials or whatnot or build these supplemental items. It's just a really fun game that I had no expectation that it was going to be like that when somebody you know i read online that oh yeah it's a viking survival game and i'm like okay cool sounds fun to me let's just get out there and yeah. raleigh beat some you know deer over with antlers or something it was funny because like i had heard about it and looked at it but it was like just not quite sure and then one day van's like hey have you heard about this game and i was like yeah i've heard of it i was gonna try it and he's like we should try it and i was like all right let's let's get it and we yeah, did i think Allie. <laughs> we just kind of like started it rolled I up think. or yeah z one of them was like, but we had both thought about it at the same time. Yeah. So then, so then we talked to Z and Z wasn't that interested in the beginning, remember? And then yeah. so Smiley and I are like, screw it. Well, oh, we actually started before him. So then we started. I'm like, okay, we know for a fact Z's going to want this game. So then uh, I just bought it for him to to guilt him into playing with us. And now he's hosting one on a course of on a siren server and he's modded it and everything. It's out, it's out of control. Yeah, nice. he's on like every single night before i log in and after i log out <laughs> yeah but the other thing i like about the game is how difficult it is like it does punish you for for making stupid moves and yeah. like you don't have unlimited inventory um they really encourage traversing the lands so they have teleporters which apparently was a hot button topic um during development because there's there's two co-developers i guess uh two main co-developers um on the team and one of them was like, hey, let's just use teleports to go everywhere. Like, I don't want to extend, like gameplay shouldn't have to be just trying to physically get from one side to another or whatnot. And the other guy's like, no, that should be all it is. I mean, these are Vikings. Like you're all about traversing terrain and waters and all that stuff. So they kind of landed on this compromise where most items you can bring through a teleporter. However, items that really are the core backbone to building anything in that game weapon wise or you know structure wise or anything like that is made out of uh, out of um, elements like ores and whatnot and ores you cannot take through through teleporters so in the event that you do have a good amount of ore or something like that that you got to get back you need to find your way back by traversing either step by step or hopping in a boat or something of that nature to to get all of your items back to your to your house and it, and it really does feel fulfilling it doesn't feel like Oh, this is just dragging on so long. I'm really bored. And it's not short enough to where it didn't feel like you accomplished anything. They just strike a really good balance in this game from effort to, to reward and, and, and feeling. So, Another way. Can I, oh, oh, real, oh, go ahead. Yeah, can go I, ahead. I don't know if I can ask questions. I mean, I know that you guys are no, chatting. Um, 
but it sounds like it basically how good this game is. Basically, it sounds like it turns basically round trip traversal into like one way traversal. So like, let's say like you're out exploring, you find like let's say like a quarry. What you could use as a quarry, you could drop a tele. I don't know. Maybe I don't know how this works, but mm-hmm. you, I guess you could drop the teleporter, mine, walk back to camp. But then you could like just teleport directly to that quarry whenever you want, mine, walk back to camp yeah. instead of like having a round trip travel every way. Which that does seem like a good sure. compromise. Yeah. Um, so you're already <laughs> a uh, you're already a master Valheim traverser. There you go. One of the other things I think the balance is good is, you know, one of the pe- problems a lot of people have with Minecraft is you do need to be so self-directed. Like, there's not, I mean, there's a, you can go, there's certain things you can achieve, right? But, like, right. basically Minecraft, like, you need a project. You need to figure out something to build, something to do. And Valheim, you still have that capacity if you want to, if you're feeling creative, if you have ideas like Van was talking about this, you have that freedom to do a lot of building and creating, but like, there's actually a purpose. Like you have a yeah. boss that you're going after you're, you're, that you're gearing up for that. You know, there's the areas as Van said are very, especially as you go on are, are more and more dangerous. And, you know, there's a bunch of places that when we first got to him, we could not go by ourselves safely without having severe risk of death. Like it took three or four of us together to to be able to safely go into like the swamps and the dungeons and stuff. So um, I think that adds a little something that I think is that people will, will like where they don't have to feel so like, well, what do I do? Like, what if I don't have an idea for something to build? Like you always have a goal. Uh, I shouldn't say always. I, I You know, the game's still in, in early access, so. Yeah, but there is that there is that constant goal there to yeah. work for, right? So you're like, okay, cool. Finish my house. I really like the way it looks. The layout's great. I've organized all 47 of my boxes, which took me 27 hours. Like, now what do I do? Like, <clears throat> well, continue. Progress. Unlock, you know, kill the next boss. Upgrade your armor so that you can kill the next boss or, or, or whatever you need to do. You also have skill points, too. I don't know exactly how they help or not on some of them. Believe- but as you... As you continue to, to do something. The... Go ahead. Yeah, as you continue to do something, you just get points, right? So like chopping a tree, like so like use an axe, and then you'll still get a little bit of axe every single time you swing, and then it does level up numerically too. So like you can have running skill 60, or in Smiley's case, 60 one day and 25 the next, because you die, you lose XP. But sorry, yes. what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I believe most of the skills allow you to do things more efficiently. So like... I think, for example, the higher your running skill, the slower your stamina drains when you're running. Hmm. Same thing hmm. when chopping, or like uh, it may also help with damage on your chop. You know, every time because when you chop, it actually deals damage to the tree until yeah. it's enough to fell it. And so I, I think it they're small, but it is it is satisfying to uh, yeah. to be able to skill up. If, you, if you're the type of person who likes to you know skill up your axe skill and your sword skill and your running skill and your jumping skill and your swimming skill, like yeah it's it's nice it's always nice to be rewarded for just doing what you're for playing the game i think i think another cool thing we've been able to do in this game is because we play it multiplayer almost exclusively yep. like we've we've taken roles within the party hmm. and that's pretty cool too so like minecraft yeah. like everybody has a sword everybody has a shield but in this like i am a mid-range range dps i have um a pole arm that's not really a pole arm they call it an atger I guess I've never heard the term before, but apparently it's a weapon that Vikings used to use. Kind of looks like a pole arm, has a nice giant blade at the end of a stick. Um, but it's a it's a two-handed weapon, and then I have my bow as well. So I'm like range, mid-range. Um, you know, Ali's similar, 
but she has a pole arm and a shield. So the pole arm is considered one, one hand. So she can get a little bit closer and range. Smiley has range, but then he's also off tank. And then we have Z who's like full blown tank. Like when we get the heaviest metals, <clears throat> you know, at least um, Ali and I donate all of the medals we can. It's not because Smiley doesn't want to, but Smiley's kind of in his own faction. So that's the only reason why he, he wouldn't have been in part of this discussion. But we'll like donate our, our, our ore to Z to say, here, man, you need to tank up because you're going to be the frontline fighter on this thing. And it's just pretty cool having that, that party dynamic that we organically created in the game by choosing different weapons that all serve a different function. Yeah, well, it kind of makes sense that way, right? Because you, you three kind of teamed up and I kind of went went my own way and kind of, you know, you guys decided to pool your resources and do everything together. I wanted to have a little bit more control over my own stuff. And so um, what it's led to, like you said, is you can you can kind of pool your resources differently so that the things that take like the more tanky items and, and like the shield and the armor, you're kind of funneling to Z while you guys are using the stuff that's make, you know, for arrows and ranged weaponry and stuff like that. Whereas I've become more of a, I'm a little bit more well-rounded because I've, yeah, I have yeah. everything, but like, I haven't, I don't have the same number of resources because you guys are getting three times as much. So like, right. I don't, my, my armor is not as good as these because I don't have enough armor to make, yeah. I don't have enough metal to make <laughs> it. So it does kind of work out and it works out with, because we still work together for a lot of stuff that we still need for people for just uh, for safety's sake. Um, so it does. I think I still do compliment you guys each being a little bit more specialized, having a, yeah, kind of a secondary, well-rounded character there kind of fits in with your group dynamic. So you're like a fighter yep. in D and I am a little bit like a fighter in D and D. Yeah, I'm an off tank. I'm like a warrior in Final Fantasy XI. You know? Yeah, off exactly. Tank. I think. I think and it's, yep. And that's. I mean, that's what we did. Like when we fought one of the bosses that took a long time. Like we were kind of on ad duty, and then when when Z had was getting low, I would step in and take it for a while so he could recover, and then he would sub back in. So that's another thing that they've done well with boss fights is like, it's not just memorizing pattern. Like it's very erratic. They, the, the, um, whatever decision formula is behind their movements is really well done. Cause it, it mm -hmm. seems organic. It doesn't seem coded. And yeah. like I said, you can't memorize a pattern or whatnot. You can get into danger, but you can also work hard and think quick on your feet to get out of danger. And one of the fights we did was what? Moves. Like, yeah 35 minutes or 40 yeah. minutes that that, yeah, that boss battle that was crazy long yeah that was a tough one that third boss bone mass yeah bone mass bone but yeah mass, it is it, it's, it's a good it's a good system it's, it's it's a good level of challenge without feeling like the Final Fantasy 14 type of like you're not expected to just like die figuring it out like you're expected like it, it, it feels more like a the kind of battle that i would want to fight where it's like you know, it's more about efficiency. Like you can actually survive fairly well as long as you meet a minimum threshold, but like how many resources you use and how long it takes and things like that are going to be based on how well you play and how well prepared you are, um, which I prefer that sort of boss in interaction rather than, you know, all or nothing. Like, yeah. Mechanic you know, memorization. Die until you figure it out. And if they're going to punish you that much for dying, like they have to design it that way. Like the thing about yeah. 14 is you're not really punished for dying. Like, especially nowadays, yeah. right? Like you can just, it's meant, you're meant to repeat it. Like you guys said to right. memorize yes. it, but like in a game like Valheim, if like you're losing tons of EXP, like that would be disastrous. Like, like you're level yeah. 30. Now you're level one. Cause you tried the boss five times. Like, um, so that still does happen. I think they kind of go hand like in hand. <laughs> so I've had some bad luck. 
if I can ask some, if I can ask another question, um, Van no, mentioned no, how dangerous the world is, and I'm guessing it's more than just the world boss or like not world bosses, but bosses and like even survival elements. Like I'm guessing there's just general combat in the game, and like what what are, what do you fight? Are they like creature wild creatures? Is it like other like other Vikings that have been sent to this place, or they're like monsters, or they're like like kind of like monsters. even like mythological when, beings like norse mythological when you start beings, or... there's like graylings which are little like forest dwelling creatures Tree folk that are, things yeah like th- there's a couple that can be dangerous they're more of an annoyance than anything um then when you get to the third area which is the swamp the swamplands there's a lot of nasty stuff there there's dragoirs and skeleton yeah, archers and, and leeches yeah, all, all, oh yeah leeches limes blobs yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. Just really um, nasty stuff there. And then, and then so you gotta you gotta come prepared. You gotta bring anti poison potions that you have to brew yourself in a cauldron oh, and then ferment afterward. Like it's it's pretty cool. All these setups just to, to accomplish something, you you really need to put some foresight into what's what you're what you're trying to accomplish and bring the appropriate equipment and gear and potions. Yep. The fourth area's got wolves that hit like really hard for when you first get up there. I died a lot to the wolves. Weirwolves, golems, drakes. drakes. And now we're getting into the fifth area, which is the plains, which have death wasps. Oh, man. And goblins. Like goblins and those shamans. Giant yaks. Yeah, all kinds. So, yeah, oh, there's yeah, a lot of stuff yaks. out there. And, and they hit, like, especially, like, if you, if you stay in safe areas, it's not too bad. It's not quite as dangerous as my it's more like minecraft is kind of dangerous wherever you are because if a creeper sneaks up on you mm-hmm. you could go boom at any time yeah. right so you always have to be watching yeah. your back That's in valheim point. it's a little bit more like if you're out in the meadows like there's things that could cause you trouble if you're unprepared but for the most part you're you can feel fairly secure although they do have like home invasions where like every so often like you'll get attacked by like waves of enemies and you had to fight them off. Like they'll attack your fortifications. That's cool. Oh, there's trolls. We didn't talk about trolls. Oh yeah, there's trolls. Trolls were dangerous early on. Is yeah. there a reward for board. home invasions? Like, is there like, or just like a yeah? You event? don't die, and they don't destroy your home. Oh, nice. <laughs> if, if you don't like, yeah. one time I just I was I was working on the roof of this house that I was building, and I had like I had made it really sturdy. I had three separate layers of wood wall. Uh, to protect it like wood wall and spikes and more wood wall and then i i didn't realize i was getting attacked by these trolls because i was kind of like up on this scaffolding and these trolls show up and they've got a tree like he's holding a tree they're like giants he just starts (laughs) whacking the side of my wall and like the whole thing just breaks down and caves in i'm like dude like i'm just trying to work on my roof like what is going on like so there's definitely it's it does kind of suck like there's not really any like safe safe place like Mm. if if I need to step away, like the other night, like my dog need to go out. Like I have to log out. Like I can't, even if I'm like in a, yeah, in you're a not home, AFK. like you're not you don't AFK. just leave your character logged in because like, if you get an invasion, like they you're will dead. come and break through your walls and destroy you. And that, that's kind of annoying, but like, it's It's a cool mechanic, but it's also annoying when you're more in like a building mode and you're like, like, I don't want to fight off waves of skeletons. Like, I'm just trying to build this freaking house. Like, come on. But... Maybe you should play Valheim creative mode. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I, I think the last point I want to make on, on what an amazing game this is, is the price point. The game is 19.99. Yeah. And, and, and like, if you talk about dollars to joy <laughs> ratio, like, it is just off the charts as far as what you pay for for how entertaining it's been 
you know. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty impressive, I will say. And, like, I think it looks pretty good. Like, they, they talked about when I first was reading about it, they're like, well, we decided to go with a certain direction with the graphics, and I thought that that meant it was going to be pretty bad. But, like, I think it's a beautiful game. It's cool to yeah. explore these areas, and, like, it feels very environmental. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but, like, a swamp feels like a swamp. Like, it feels like a swamp should, like... Going up on the mountain is 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 pretty cool. Like I don't know, I think they did a good job with it. I think it looks good. We'll see. How, you know, my standards are much lower for graphical fidelity than both. So yeah, you know, Child hate it. like textures. I need, I need are... to get the game just to weigh in on this now. Apparently, to give a graphical assessment of. Yeah, uh, I feel of like how you, the game... you need to go watch a couple of videos just so you can tell us what you think. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's cool. I I enjoy like I think the water the water. Uh, what do you call it? The water behavior Ripples. is, is right. as good as I've seen. Like it actually has tides that go up and down, nice. like in a storm, like the water, like comes all the way up, like van and Z the first house they made, they made it out on these rocks <laughs> and they had to move because when it would storm, the water would be like in their house, <laughs> coming through their our house and nice. destroying our wood and everything. Like nice. so, it was awesome. so we had to pick up our whole house and move inland, like another 50 yalms or something or meters, if you will. That's mm. a yalm. Yeah, that's what they had the nerve to say to me. What's a yawn? <laughs> like they never played Final Fantasy XI. Who had, in this game? Someone had the nerve to ask you that? Or? Z and Van. Like, wow. It wasn't me. It was Z. It was, it I would wow. not have ever asked you that. Wow. I mean, it's a good question. We know that that's you, like our just gaming term for distance. I would say because even though we played eleven, do we any of us really know what a yawn is? Like we know it's a unit of distance, but do we know how big? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a good question. It's like, yay, it's yay, like, high, yay, 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 right. yay, late. It's not like this. Uh, nice. yeah, right. say, uh, is. This is an ilm. That's a yawn. <laughs> Whatever. Right. I don't know. So Van, I hear when you say minute per joy ratio, what I hear is if you were ranking games, <laughs> you've got like Pill and Block, and then you got Valheim like coming up right well, behind. Hill and block is just exponentially. I mean, we didn't. Pay I mean, it, anymore, it was right? free. We were, we were I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, right. yeah. yeah. So, so it's hard to even measure them. But it, it sounds like it's like it. I mean, maybe it's a distant second. But I mean, yeah. In that, I hear, I hear, and inside scoop, you're hearing it first here. <laughs> Focus target exclusive. I hear that the developers of Pill and Block are working on their own engine and possibly coming out with Pill and Block too. Oh man. Yep. quiver with Antis. We'll need to ask this dev- said developer to be a guest on the podcast at some point. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, last thing I want to say is what I thought was encouraging about this is that this is the first time I've played... It's been a long time since I've played a game like this that, like, we've really been trying to progress, like, do something as a group and progress. It really reminded me of the, is reminded me of the MMO days. And it's cool. I was mentioning this to Van the other night that... Um, it's cool that it makes me feel like if a cool MMO did come out, like if Pantheon ended up being something or whatever the next one is, that like it would be possible for me to still play an MMO and be able to make progress with it. Um, like, because we've been giving it like two to three hours a night fairly consistently. I'd say like four or five yeah. nights a week. And we're making progress. Like we're down to where we've beaten four of the five bosses that are available in early access. Like we we are progressing every night and i feel like if this was an mmo like you know for a while i wondered if i'd ever be able to play a game like final fantasy 11 again because it's like do i just not will i really have the time to ever make progress but like, i think this proves that that i could if you know if i really wanted to get on a game two three hours a night like things can be done so i thought i, I like that that was encouraging to me 
for my gaming future. I always gotta get shy over on the you know Pacific time zone. God. Yep. All right, that's that's Valheim. Nice. Back to shy. That's all of Valheim. What are you, what are you actually playing? What am I actually Since you're not playing? playing Persona? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I've been. We probably got one more round, right? I'm guessing. Um, I've got at least two things to talk about, if not three. So we've got a simultaneous. Oh, a couple rounds, a couple quick rounds. All right, quicker. Then uh, I mentioned. I think I teased this last time as well, but I've been playing some 14 again. Final Fantasy 14, a game that just got dissed in the last uh, conversation of the last game. So I know there's, you know, some haters in the in the room uh, as when it comes to 14. Dissed it. I just said I didn't like it. I know. I know. I know. Um, Maybe I just dissed. But it's been cool. It's uh, I've reconnected with an old friend of ours, Gelfratis, who we all played 14 with. I believe. I think Van may have quit before we started playing with Gelfratis. But Van knows Gelfratis. His brother he Lemon was, Cloak. I know and, uh, Yeah, he was in the he was in the guild with us early on, but he didn't actually do anything with us. Like he joined yeah. us. Yeah, and he was just, playing like, with his, his brother. Yeah, like, like he and his brother. Him on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and actually, Van met Gelfratis at, when we all hung That's out right. in Colorado. Yeah, so uh, Indeed, he did. We all hung out at that arcade that one night um, where we played yeah, Korean, bowling, oh, Korean yeah, dance games and yeah, bowling cool. and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so it's been cool. I've been. It's been cool to be back. I, I. So the flip side of what you were just saying, Smiley. Um, he apparently took a break. Lex seems like he's really into it, and I wouldn't be surprised now that Gelf and I are back in if if Tenkin might come back and like. I, I don't know. Like playing it again makes me want to like dig a little bit into raiding again. I I never really, I don't mind the boss fights that much. I I there's something I just like playing the game, and so I guess I don't mind repeating, especially if you're playing with friends, because I feel like. I think what was always frustrating, and I think this you could agree with me on this, Smiley, is when there's not a lot you can do in the game like hard that four person. You, like most of the hard content is eight person, and so like we never really had a solid group of eight people except at the very beginning. Um, and so like especially like the later raids we were doing and stuff like that, we were always having to pull in like two or three pickups. And I I don't think any of us ever claimed to be like the best gamers out there, but I think we all have come to rely on each other and like kind of know each other's strengths and weaknesses and like competencies. But we would we'd have to recruit people who I think would sometimes be frustratingly bad at times or like, you know, and like and but they're nice people or whatever. And they'd stick with the group. So we'd kind of like try to make it work. And oftentimes it didn't. Um, and so I think that's been I think that led to some frustration in the past as well. Um, but I don't know why I really went 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 down that path. But <laughs> it's an topic, where though. am I going? Like I'm already thinking. Um, I'm like, huh, I wonder what the. I wonder what the average gamer thinks his or her skill actually is. Does yeah. everybody think they're above average? And then how many people are wrong? And yeah, I mean, I could say so in fourteen, I don't feel. Had. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm above average in fourteen at all. And I think the nice thing about fourteen is there's a lot of parsing, and so you can kind of really tell where you are. Like, <laughs> I feel like for me, if I'm like on average, if a little bit like above when it comes to parsing, like I'm happy. But like, there's some crazy, I mean, people out there. Um, I used to be above average <laughs> in FPS. I have no no problem saying that i don't know if i am anymore i'm watching these fancy kids with their newfangled apex legends and all these other games and i'm like i don't know if i could do that anymore well it probably depends on the fps right like a battlefield that's maybe a little more strategic and slow paced we'll i imagine all right yep. well all right I, I, i'm willing to bet yeah, we'll that you, like you would have more you know what i mean like it's the twitch stuff that like 12 year olds are no. like yeah we just don't stand a chance the reaction speed is not there right. you know what i mean um yep. sorry this has gone way off field i will say this it's good, good podcast, um though. Smiley, I've been playing War again in 14. They did some, uh, I don't yeah. know if you remember, I started out as War. It was my first job in 14. Yeah, and, and then uh, it was really boring and you quit. 
Well, yeah, I guess so. Um, that's what you used What's to that? Say. What I said? Like, yeah, you said tanking was incredibly boring in Final Fantasy. I guess and, so. And maybe it was back then. I don't know if they've changed it, but that was always no. It's worse. Years. Like I would say it's to worse. a certain extent. Like <laughs> I really said that. Like it's weird because they've made holding enmity super easy nowadays. So like back in the day, you used to have to struggle to like kind of control to hold yeah, hate against good DPS. Um, yeah. But like now, it's just like you click a button and you have hate basically. Uh, but I guess you have more DPS stuff. I thought the reason I didn't play War when you were playing War was I think hadn't like felt the Falkley rotation come out and all that stuff and like it just felt maybe not. Who knows? It became very like instead of just like a it became like a strict rotation of moves and I was just like I don't have time for this. It seems like a pain. But now it's more like just kind of like it's got kind of a priority system where you kind of like make sure these buffs are up or debuffs are up and then like kind of fill stuff in and and they look cool and it just feels kind of like coming full circle. So it's been cool. It's been cool to be back and you know I don't. I think the other thing about 14 is I don't feel like I need to, like, play a ton of time. I can log in for, like, an hour a day or, like, a couple hours. If Golf's on, I can do some stuff with him and, like, just mm. be pretty casual about it. So, Cool. <clears throat> uh, well, I'm going to go next. Um, I'm going to talk about a game that I've been playing for quite some time now. Dissidia uh, uh, Final Fantasy Opera Omnia. I think you've probably heard me call it, talk about Defu on here for a long time. And uh, I'm sad to say that I think my time with Defu mm. has finally come to an end. Wow. Um, yeah, I've invested, I've actually invested quite a bit of money in it. It's funny how games that like, you know, the more like a game that has such a cutthroat where you need to pay to progress, I have such little interest in. But a game like Defu, where it's so generous, you know, I, I mean, I I want to support them, and like I definitely spent money on that game that I didn't need to, um, because like I'm quitting with like three hundred thousand gems in currency, which is like I mean, I, and I've been pulling nonstop. Like I've gotten everything I've wanted for the last like year and a half. Like I feel like I can't run out of currency in that game. It's fantastic, but what's killed it for me and it's the same thing that killed Falvezi record keeper for me and it's very similar funny enough and that's why i want to go next to what killed what one of the things i really didn't like about Falvezi 14 hmm. is it's that same type of like just keep having to pound your head against a wall to do things you know like just keep failing until you succeed and the boss fights, like the top tier fights, which I am capable of doing and clearing, it's not a problem of not being able to do it. It's that they take forever. It's like these fights take 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes to complete. And if at any point in there you mess up, you make a wrong choice, you let a buff wear off, you forget to reapply a buff, you don't pay attention to the turn order and something gets out of whack, you fail. And if you fail, you start all over. And it's like, I don't have time in my life to be playing, like doing these fights. And like, there's like at least one or two of these fights a week that you have to clear. And it's like, I just don't, it's not fun anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just frustrating. Um, and it's sad because like I said, I can beat it. I know I can clear it. I know I have the tools to do it, but like, I just don't want to. And it's, it's, it makes me sad because I've invested a lot of it. I've got a pretty, I'm happy with my account. I would love to keep growing it. There's a lot of characters coming out in the next couple of months that I really like and want, but like to, it's the same thing with Final Fantasy 14. Like that's why I eventually quit that game was that if I'm not interested in playing at the highest level, like what am I really doing? I'm just mm -hmm. kind of wasting time. 
And, you know, I thought for a while maybe I could just kind of play casually and just kind of still collect some of the characters so I'd have them and, and you know, not really do the hardest fights. And I tried that for a couple of weeks, and it just seems kind of like a waste of time. So um, I'm basically down to one game on my phone now, which I have not been that low on my phone games for since, like, since I first started playing phone games, which was with Record Keeper, like, five or six years ago. So it's kind of a weird feeling. Like, a lot of times I pick up my phone, and I'm like, I don't really know what to do with this. It's like, I guess, I guess nothing. I guess I'll put it back down. It's a strange, it's a strange feeling. So no more Defu for me, which which is sad. Um, but hats off to Defu. Like, again, a great, it's a great game. And, um, you know, the I wish more games would be as generous with the, like I think it's gotcha done right. Like there's still a gotcha mechanic, but it's it's not like any other one I've really played from a from a cutthroat per- perspective. So how long have you been playing Smiley the Defu? Well, uh, I think the game came out about three years ago. It was uh, because we just had the third year anniversary in March. So I started when it first came out. I really didn't like it honestly, and I, I played a little bit, but I really didn't get into it. And um, then I came back maybe six months in um, and, and they'd made a lot of changes and, and I, I liked a lot more the direction it was going in. And so it's probably been about two and a half years worth of play, which as far as phone games go, it's probably the second longest only record keeper I think was longer. I don't think I played, I only played like a year and a half at shop Titans. Shop Titans. So yeah. Oh, Titans. I played just under a year, I think. Cause I, I subscribed like two weeks after playing. Mm-hmm. And then right before I was about to quit, I was going to get my year prize or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. <clears throat> Sheenie's still mad at all of us, of course. Especially sure you now, is. too. You I know. and Sarah now. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know she is. She doesn't want to talk out. to you guys anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. She'll probably write her a, a card. I should send her a card. Sorry. I'll give her. I'll give you our address after the show. I, I feel bad about it, but I really feel good about it because I am happy <laughs> not having to play that game anymore. <laughs> I'll, I'll send her a letter. Night. I'll just send her a letter and say, well, you know, the only reason... Sarah and I quit was because Van quit. It's the game. <laughs> look at home before you look abroad. Um, so, you guys can probably just direct all the blame in the end to me, and then be just blame the guy on the East Coast. So like, you know. See, no that's way. Van's out. Then when she goes back yeah. to Van, yeah. they say, <laughs> well, well really, it was Shy who left. So we just pass the buck around. Yeah. I think so, last night I woke up at like two a.m. or something like that. I can't remember what reason. And then I just, I guess, uh, I woke up Sheenie when I woke up. And then she just grabs her phone and she like throws it at me. And she goes, here, it's uh, King's Caprice. Go build something real quick before you go back to sleep. <laughs> so I had to like collect her items nice. and then like set up new things. That's funny. I feel like that'd be a great way to play that game. Like honestly, and not get burned yeah, out. Is actually have like a shared account. Like yeah. just like, and you yeah. get a lot done because you could really just kind of like not burn out. Just like like someone's cooking, the other person's That's doing smart. stuff. And like, Sarah and I should have talked smart. about that. Yeah. yeah. Smart way to go. Just downsize the That's the way to approach a... A future game, future mobile yeah. game. All right, I know where I'm running out of time, and everybody still has a lot to talk about. Um, <clears throat> the game that I have been playing, in addition to Valheim, when I'm not sitting in front of my PC, I'm sitting in front of my PlayStation 5. And it's a game I've, that's been on my radar for a while. I just never picked it up for whatever reason. It is Detroit Become Human. And that game um, Detroit came out, like I think, the city. two and a half years ago. Yeah, Detroit. Detroit like the city. Yeah, so okay. it's about Detroit. This is what, what other called... kind of Detroit? 
Yeah. Well, I just don't. Detroit become human? Like, it's just kind of weird. It doesn't. Like, yeah, you're right. So it doesn't, what yeah. does it mean? <laughs> okay. Like, that's what I'm at. Like, I just want to make sure I'm not, it's not like, am hold I on. hearing that right? It hold is on. He's, looking at, he's looking at the show notes. So hold on. Let me put a question mark uh, or a comment like, here. Uh, there. Nice. Detroit there you go. It's, yeah. Become human is what it's called. Oh, so, so, so Detroit's Detroit. not becoming human. <laughs> it's becoming human in Detroit, potentially. Something like is that. that. Oh, Correct. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so that makes a little more sense. video came about androids. And so there's these three androids, and they are, are, I guess, the narrative is to become human, right? What does it mean to become human? And the gameplay style, the best I can, I can relate it to is it's a lot like Until Dawn. And for those of you who haven't played Until Dawn, it's very cinematic. You can control the player in a third-person third view. And then you, like, you run into these instances where you'll have to make a decision on whether you go through path A, B, or C, or you perform action A, B, or C, or you respond with you know, angry you know, compromise or whatever else, negotiate or something like that. So um, commonly, commonly referred to as butterfly effect, right? Whatever decision you make, ultimately by the end of the scene, you can have a virtually way different outcome than you did if you selected a different path on how you mm -hmm. went on with your decision. So you're playing these three different androids that are in really three different places in their lives as far as what their roles are as androids. But ultimately, they, all, all of their paths are intertwining. So you get to see the story from all three different perspectives of, you know, kind of seeing the other two androids and what decisions they're making, how that affects your decisions when you're playing each of the androids. It's, it's a pretty cool concept. I, I, I haven't beat the game yet. I'm probably only maybe like four or five hours in. Um, but so far, it's been really enjoyable. The graphics are great. The acting is actually really good. Spot on. Um, so it and it was free for it was part of the ps plus collection so i was like let me just download this for free it's been on my radar for a while i want to i want to test it out but it <clears throat> the part that is most surprising to me is not just how you know enjoyable the game has been and i don't mean like oh it's surprising because it's so enjoyable but the part that surprised me that i didn't think i was even going to get out of this is just basic huge not even basic deep human questions about morality because the decisions you have to make as an android, as a non-bio, you know, as a non-bio creature, like non-human creature, like you, it's kind of weird to separate the fact that you are a human player playing an android, making decisions as if possibly they are human. Because you have some of the decisions are not easy decisions. It's it, it could be to take a life or not, and so you're a robot, right? And and you may be mean, being mistreated or whatnot. And you have to make a decision. Do you retaliate on this individual, on this actual human who is going to get hurt by a machine or not or otherwise? And you get put into these really uncomfortable situations all the time. And it, it just, it, I found it pretty fascinating how morally questionable your actions become in this game by playing as robots having effects on human life and people. And it's pretty, pretty, pretty incredible job. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm, again, I'm only five hours into it. And, I hope to have a further discussion next time. We have more time to talk about it. Um, hopefully I'll have the game finished by then. Cause from my, what I understand, it's only like a 10, 12 hour game anyway. So it's a very short game, much like until dawn. Mm. Nice. One, one cool thing, actually the last thing I do want to mention is that um, after you finish a scene, you can actually see the, 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 the fish bones of how mm. the scene could have played out. Now oh, there's no cool. context cool. in the ones that you didn't choose. So you don't know what could have happened, but there's like empty boxes there saying, Hey, if you went on this path, you should, you could have done the blah, 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 blah. help you with replay. Yeah, exactly. Replay, say, Here's where you could have 
made, yeah, made a different decision and went on this. But again, right. you don't get to see what the content is. You just get to see that there were actions in that location. And this is a very cool feature. They put a they put an average response per 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 action. Yeah, so what percent like of the people chose mm -hmm. what action That's you cool. did? And what fascinates me is some of these things are like 33, 33, 33. And I'm like, wow, isn't that just human nature? And then other ones are like 99, 1%. And you're like, that's crazy. I felt like I made this decision against like, you know, my normal actions there like that. Yeah. But, in, but in reality, I'm in line with 99% of the population. It's just, it's pretty amazing. That's what? a cool feature. I did, I, they had that with Wolf Among Us, nice. which is an awesome game that I always recommend to people. You could probably find it for like five bucks now on Steam or something. That game was dope. And it's kind of similar idea, but like it always had that kind of thing too, which like where it said like, you know, X percent of people chose this way or that way. And you're always like, oh, how's that possible? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the 1%. It like sits down, puts the controller down, goes and turns themselves into like a uh, psychological <laughs> ward. <Yeah. laughs> and they're like, I truly am. <laughs> I really do need to become human. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Detroit become human. Check it out. Nice. Uh, not as cool as I thought it was. Gonna, I thought it was gonna be about like a city coming to life <laughs> and like the anthropomorphization of a city. Like, how is a, a city like a person? The heartbeat of the city. But no, all right. Sounds Whatever. nightmarish. Fine. Sounds nightmarish. <laughs> well, there's the there's the game that you need to develop now. Yeah, well, so. I got I've already got a couple of those in the work. Reach out to Coffee uh, Stain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Coffee Stain. <look> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about. Uh, well, Shai, you want to go next? I think it's your turn. Yeah, we do maybe a lightning round. I think we are within the last few minutes of the. Not that we can't. Sure. You know, time is. Yeah. Not that the clock is holding us to any kind of, you know, within a box or something. Um, so, interestingly enough, your conversation about Defu, I have a, I have a counter example to that that's exactly opposite. Um, okay. And so, a game that I've quit multiple times, um, War of the Visions, um, I've been playing it on PC recently. Um, I installed it on BlueStacks. And surprisingly enough, that's actually been great for me. And I think I've talked to you specifically, Smiley, about just how, like, every time I've tried to play that game, I really enjoy it, but then it kind of becomes, like, kind of obsessive almost. Like, I have it on my yeah, phone, and, like, much. it's very grindy, and, like, there's just, you can always have something running on the game. And so then, like, like I'll have it, like, running off to the side at work, or, like, I'm trying to, like, when I take a bathroom break, I'm yeah. trying to la launch it up and, like, do stuff in the game, and it becomes, like, occupies my mind. And so... I used to think, kind of like what you're saying, Smile, like with Dufu, you're like, if I can't play it at the highest level, why am I playing it at all? And I used to, that's how what I thought about War of the Visions as well. Like, if I don't have it on my phone, if I had it on Bluestacks or whatever, like, why would I keep playing it? Like, I can't, like, be grinding all the time or keeping up with the meta. And oddly enough, putting it on the computer actually has worked out perfectly. Like, I don't, I can't play it all the time, and I honestly don't care. Like, and maybe it's because I put a lot of time in before, and, like, I actually have a pretty good account. But, like, I just joined, like, a super casual guild that I don't talk to. I'm not in Discord with them. And, like, <laughs> I log in. I do my dailies. Like, the, you know, when an event comes out, I can do some of the event missions just as I have time. And, like, it's really worked out well. And I think, actually, I remember talking to you in the past about, like, streaming it. I think I'm probably going to start doing some streaming of it finally and just, like, some of the um, nice, fights yeah, and stuff like sure. that. And just, like, because I am because I can just play it here and there. And it's maybe I think it might be a little more fun, actually, because it is, like in smaller doses um and it's not as punishing as defu because i did play defu and i quit long much longer before you, you did but like i think at the starting at the starting point of where some of those fights um you know i think abyss maybe had just come out or some of those like tower modes and like where fights like you said could take at that time maybe 10 15 minutes but if you failed you had to restart and like maybe you had to yeah. spend two or three hours sometimes trying to like down this fight yeah. and it's like this is a mobile game <laughs> like yeah this is right. very frustrating um yeah. so uh yeah, there's there's my quick War of the Visions. Look forward to some streams. There you go. 
Well, I'll jump. I wasn't even going to talk about it this time. I was going to skip it to be able to give it more, hmm. more airspace. Uh, but I'll, I'll touch on Legends of Eidolon a little bit. Um, that's a. It's a game that's on. It's on Steam. It's also on uh, on the phone uh, on Android. I, I don't know if it's on iPhone. I think it is, but I'm, I don't know about iPhone anymore. Um, and it's it's really cool. It's it's uh, it's very. If you ever played RuneScape, I think it's kind of inspired by that. It's definitely a game. It's a it's a game where you you know you skill up a lot of things. There's you know there's fighting, there's fishing, there's mining, there's um, crafting. There's all kinds of stuff. It's it's kind of set up in an MMO style. It's Legends of Idol on the online MMO uh, or the Idol MMO, I think is how it's built. And um, you know it's. It's made by a developer uh, named who's just one guy. His name's Lava Flame Two, and I actually played. I think I've talked on this podcast before about Idle Skilling, which is a is, which is a mobile game that I played. His um, that was just kind of a fun kind of time, a little bit of a time waster game, but um, it was really well done. I liked how he connected with the community. I like I liked his model for making games and and working on games and releasing content. Like he released a lot of content for that game. And so I tried Legends of Eidolon really kind of out of loyalty to him because I liked his other game and I wanted to see what he could do. And um, it's pretty good. It's definitely worth a look if you're interested in such things. Um, one of the things that's great about it is it is meant to be like, it's called Legends of Eidolon for a reason. You're, you're meant to be able to make progress passively. Um, and that doesn't mean that there's not a ton of active stuff to do. There's, there is. Um, in fact, sometimes too much. Like, there's a ton of quests. There's a lot of, that you can do, um, you know, while playing. But you get a lot of credit just, like, having your characters do something when you're not logged in. And it's actually built... Like, a lot of those games, a lot of those idle games are kind of phone battery suckers because you're like, well, yeah, I could idle, but I'll get more if I just leave it on my phone and let my phone run overnight. But that's actually not the case in this game. In mm -hmm. fact, in this game, it it kind of punishes you for that. Like, if you're playing actively, you can actually make some decent gains, but you actually get bonuses for being AFK. You get, like, AFK bonuses. So it actually benefits you more to turn it off and let your characters run passively than to like leave it on actively if you're not actively paying attention to it so um it's kind of a fun game where you can be making progress and like some days i play it a lot where and i really try to like do a lot of quests and do a lot of the active stuff and then other days like i don't play it for days two or three days at a time i just check in and kind of collect resources and, and uh, stuff like that so um it's pretty fun like i said the developer's uh really cool the the discord is super active he does a lot of updates he does a lot of polls he does a lot of like free giveaways for currency and stuff um and so he's getting we're getting ready for the world three release which is uh tentatively in the next two or three weeks uh which is going to have a lot of new content and it's going to kind of help people catch up who maybe mm -hmm. haven't been playing it's going to kind of streamline some of the world one and two stuff and make it a little bit faster so people can get caught up so it's a good time to to get your feet wet uh z's been playing it uh on steam and he said he really has enjoyed it uh so far um it's got a cool guild feature where you can work towards a common good so i don't have my own guild i started i created my own guild but nobody joined it and uh, just start I've, one i won't invite sheeny <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to, I don't want that kind of rage directed at me. Yeah, it looks uh, like it's available on Steam, the web, and the Google Play Store, but not Apple yet. Which not is Apple yet. Bizarre. That makes 
bizarre. Uh, it's not as bizarre, I think. I think Android gets a lot of stuff. Apple's very restrictive, I believe, in there. Yeah. But um, but yeah, what's cool about it is like the guild, the guild system. Also, it's it's kind of one of those like you know working towards a common good where you get bonuses, you kind of can contribute. Um, and I'm in a pretty solid guild. Like they, they're not super uh, hardcore or anything, but um, but but they've been very friendly and there's still some space. So uh, yeah. Many guys are interested in that. Whether you're a co-host on the show or a viewer, um, you know, uh, hit me up with the information that I'll be giving you shortly. All right, Van. I'm good. You're good. You got nothing I, else? I, can, I uh, no. We're, your time? we're good. Yeah. Shy. I'm done. You're done. All right. The last thing I wanted to talk about then was um, is not game related, but you know, my wife and I have been rewatching the entire Marvel. MCU legacy set of movies, which is like 30 freaking items long now, um, because we were watching the Falcon and the winter soldier show, which is really good, but had a lot of tiebacks to like Avengers civil war and Avengers, uh, Cap- uh, Captain America, winter soldier, uh, obviously, I mean, the winter soldiers in it all, you know, so you would expect that spoiler. But it, it turns out Sarah didn't really remember those movies that well. And there was parts that I didn't remember either. Like one of the characters talking about something that happened and we looked at each other like, did that, did that happen in a movie or was that something that we were supposed to catch off screen? Like we didn't really even know. And so she wanted to kind of watch back through um, for a second time. You know, we did our first run through pre infinity war so that we could see infinity war in theaters, which was absolutely worth it. Um, and so now we're kind of coming back a second time and going through, and she's really enjoying them a lot. I think she's really feels like she gets it a lot more. She's making a lot of the connections between the films. And uh, so it's been really fun. Like we binged the shit out of these movies, like last week to in preparation for the final uh, Falcon winter soldier episode. And so we watched like four movies in five days. It was out of control. Nice. Um, so, but yeah, that's been fun. I've really been enjoying it. If you haven't, caught up on the mcu movies uh, i definitely recommend it they are enjoyable and uh and like the thing we talk about is like watching through all of them like they're just all so good like even the ones that we rank the lowest are still like they're like still pretty good like they're just not as good as the other ones because the other ones are so damn good so um it's a it's a it's a deep hole to get into uh, it's a lot of moving watching, but if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you basically have access to every single one of them except for The Incredible Hulk, which is not really even necessary for like seven bucks a month. So um, definitely, definitely. And like the, the cool thing, even Disney Plus, like it lines them up chronologically for you if you want. If like you want to watch from right. oldest to newest, like it just puts them in line and you can just go down the list. So um, definitely uh, something I've been enjoying. I'm glad that my wife wanted to do that. It was actually kind of her idea. So. Uh, that was a nice surprise for me that I really enjoyed. So thank you, Sarah, if you're listening. And that's all for me. Anybody, any anything on that or anything on anything else that we want to touch on? All good here, sir. All right. Well, if you have an opinion on any of the games we've talked about, any of the games that we didn't talk about that you feel like we should have, or the Marvel MCU, if you want Shy and I to do an out-of-focus pod on the MCU, because we're both caught up for the most part and Van is not, you know, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you're watching us, we're streaming this live on Twitch, and it can be found on our Twitch channel, I believe, uh, for a couple days on twitch.tv backslash Focus Target Podcast. 
Uh, and then, of course, we'll also upload this to our YouTube page, Focus Target Podcast on YouTube. Uh, we'll have we have this. We have all of our other um, episodes, previous episodes. I mean, we're on episode eighty six, so our previous eighty five, I believe, are all there. And uh, you know, we've got some streaming stuff. It sounds like Shy might be doing some War of the Vision streaming. So check out our YouTube page. We'll we anything that we stream, we always try to put over. Uh, on the YouTube page for you to watch afterwards as well if you miss it live. Um, if you'd like to just contact us directly, we have a Twitter uh, handle at Focus Target, and of course our Gmail account, Focus Target Podcast at gmail.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us if you have feedback, suggestions, or ideas. So um, that is episode 86. It's been a blast. Thanks for being here today. I'm your host, Smiley. Mr. Shy. And I'm Ben. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out. <laughs>